Hello, Text Talkers. Edwin here. I have a brief announcement before we get into the actual episode today. Andrew and I just want you to know that in order to make sure all episodes post on time and without missing any, we have to record these weeks in advance. That's why we don't talk about any current events, including the COVID-19 pandemic. Since we never know what the state of things will be on the day the episodes actually air, we just focus on the text we're talking about. However, we want you to know that we are obviously aware of the state our communities, country, and world is in. We are not ignoring or dismissing it. We are concerned. We are praying for you, for all our brothers and sisters, and for our fellow man in this difficult time. That being said, what better thing can we do while we and our families are practicing some social isolation than to talk about God's Word? So, keep us in your prayers, and we'll keep you in ours. And let's get today's episode started. Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. 15 minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will Welcome back to the podcast. In this episode, we are looking at Acts chapter 11. But Edwin, what is our reading for today? We're in Acts chapter 11, verses 4 through 18. I will be reading from the English Standard Version again. But Peter began and explained it to them in order. I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision, something like a great sheet descending, being let down from heaven by its four corners, and it came down to me. Looking at it closely, I observed animals and beasts of prey and reptiles and birds of the air, and I heard a voice saying to me, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But I said, By no means, Lord, for nothing common or unclean has ever entered my mouth. But the voice answered a second time from heaven, What God has made clean do not call common. This happened three times, and all was drawn up again into heaven. And behold, at that very moment three men arrived at the house in which we were, sent to me from Caesarea. And the Spirit told me to go with them, making no distinction. These six brothers also accompanied me, and we entered the man's house. And he told us how he had seen the angel stand in his house and say, Send to Joppa and bring Simon, who is called Peter, and he will declare to you a message by which you will be saved, you and all your household. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell on them just as on us at the beginning. And I remembered the word of the Lord, how he said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave the same gift to them as he gave to us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could stand in God's way? And when they heard these things, they fell silent and they glorified God, saying, Then to the Gentiles also God has granted repentance that leads to life. Boy, that is fantastic. It's another one of those readings where I feel like we just need to be silent for a moment and just let it let it linger in our hearts and our minds. But of course, this is a podcast and we're not allowed to have silence. We got to keep talking. Dead air does make us feel uncomfortable. So part of this is that Peter has returned then from, uh, from this time with Cornelius and his household, first Gentile converts. This is wonderful. 
you know, as I'm reading this, I would think he would have the heroes welcome returning to Jerusalem. No kidding. That is not the way they met him at all, though. They're giving him a hard time, pushback. Not all of them necessarily, but it's it's identified those of this party of the circumcision, those of the circumcision, which in itself is kind of interesting when you think, surely it's all Jews composing the church at Jerusalem at this time. Well, uh, clearly it's all Jews. And maybe this is just Luke as he is recording the history. Uh, I mean, I think we need to understand as as these ancient historians were writing, and we do that today, uh, we, we color things and we use language because we know where things are going to end up. What he's really highlighting, though, is whether there was a group of the Jews that were more focused on circumcision or everyone uh, uh, well, there yeah, was there and was in that situation. The, the law. His point is there was pushback. Right, And so now Peter is giving his defense. And his defense is, guys, the Spirit was with me all the way along. In fact, let me tell you what the Spirit did as I began to speak Mm -hmm. to these Mm -hmm. Gentiles. You know, you guys are upset about me showing up and visiting the Gentiles. Let me tell you who else visited the Gentiles (laughs) while I was there. The Holy Spirit visited the Gentiles. And this brings up a big question. Last week on Friday, we talked about baptism and Cornelius being baptized. And and we posited that Cornelius needed to be baptized because he was still lost. That's right. Even though he had received the Spirit, he was not saved. I know that a whole lot of people disagree with that. And so I'd like to make a textual case, though, for my point. So I'd like Mm -hmm. to share this with you. I I don't know if you've thought about this before. But it's really fascinating because what Peter, in his defense, it says that he wants to tell in order what happened. Okay, so we see, here's this thing in order, this, verse 4. Yeah, verse but four. Peter began, began and explained it to them in order. We get to verse 13. He told us how he had seen the angel stand in his house and say, Send to Joppa and bring Simon, who is called Peter. He will declare to you a message by which you will be saved, you and all your household. What does Cornelius have to hear in order to be saved? He needs to hear this message. There is a message, and it is a saving message. We cannot be saved apart from the message. Mm-hmm. We know that. Romans ten seventeen. faith comes by hearing. Yeah. Hearing Hear, by the word of God. Hearing by the word of God. You, you, you've got to hear the message. Cornelius was no exception to that. Not at all. I, I No, in fact, what had the Lord done? I mean, the Holy Spirit and the angel had arranged a time. Sin for Peter. He's going to tell you the message. He comes in and here's Cornelius. He's brought all of his household together. You know, we have created an opportunity. We want to hear this message. Now notice this. Verse 15. When did the Holy Spirit fall on the Gentiles? Mm. As I began to speak. Mm -hmm. Now, look, I cannot make an argument. I, I don't think that Peter means that as he just opened his mouth and started to say this is when it happened. Yeah, he he got something out. I have no doubt. But he says, as I began, the message was just beginning I know you like to point out how many of the sermons throughout Acts get interrupted. Well, it is something. This this one, <laughs> when, when in Acts chapter 11, when Peter goes back and explains the actual chrono- chronological order, yeah. if I can get that word chronological out, when he explains the chronological order, we find out that actually it was as Peter began his message. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it wasn't, you know, hey, halfway into it. It wasn't toward the end. It was as I began to speak. 
What does that mean about the saving message? Cornelius still hadn't heard it. So here's one of the things that I want to bring up. Understanding that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If we are going to use Acts chapter 10 and Cornelius as an example for why baptism is unnecessary because he received the spirit before baptism, I want you to notice he received it before hearing, which means he received it before faith. Faith. Mm. So now are we all going to say that faith is unnecessary for salvation? I don't think too many are going to say that. I don't think anybody is going to say that. He, the, the Holy Spirit, did an exceptional thing right here. Absolutely, he did. And he fell on someone who was not saved because he had to prove to these Jews that this Gentile could be saved. Je, I don't want to get too much into what we're going to talk about later in the week, but we're going to remember all that Luke has gone through just to prepare us for this moment up to this point. I mean, this is a huge section of what the book of Acts has been about has been getting us to this moment. Since chapter 8, it's been all about... I want you to be prepared for this. The Spirit did something exceptional. And he fell on someone that was not a child of God Mm -hmm. in order to prove that this person could become a child of God. And that's exactly what Peter does. That's his defense. His defense is, guys, I wasn't the only one that visited the Gentiles. The Spirit visited the Gentiles. And so who was I to tell them they couldn't be saved? Who was I to tell them that they couldn't respond to this message that I then preached to them? Who was I to tell them that they could not be baptized for allegiance to Jesus Christ to be his subject? Who was I to say that? And of course, the people got the point because they conclude with, then I guess God has given the Gentiles repentance that leads to life. Uh, it's just it's just a powerful point here that we need to understand. I, I guess one more thing. I, I feel like you're wanting to say something. I want to get one more thing out, and then I'll let you have a little time on the microphone in this podcast episode. And that is, don't put the Holy Spirit in a box. Don't 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 put the Holy Spirit in a box and claim that He is not allowed to fall on somebody who's not a Christian if He wants to. Don't put the Holy Spirit in a box and say that He is only allowed to fall on people who are faithful Christians. That He can't if He wants to fall on someone who's not a Christian if He wants to use them, He He can. Didn't He use the high priest that one time to prophesy? Yeah, I did. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry. I just get so excited talking about this. I know you've got something you want no, to share with me here. No, it's exciting things. It's exciting things. As as I'm looking at the 11th chapter, I'm noticing that here's a difference between Peter and um, and these Jewish brothers that he's explaining all these things to, and that is that uh, that the Holy Spirit was preparing Peter for this as he's testifying to them about about the vision with with the unclean animals and all of that. There was a revelation to Peter and a preparation that this was going to happen, uh, that he recounts to some of them, you know, in verse 8 and verse 9 that you read so well a moment ago. But but now Peter has to give testimony to that. Peter has to give this message to these Jewish Christians back at Jerusalem. Not everybody was having a vision saying that, well, this is the way it's going to work and we're going to bring these other people in and what God has clean you must not call common. Peter had that vision. And so now Peter is persuading them, teaching them, all right, uh, acting in his apostolic capacity, I guess, to bring this aspect of the doctrine to them as well. I think it's wonderful that uh, they are amazed and they accept, you know, when, when this is done. 
I, I have never thought about this before, but what you have just said has opened up uh, a doorway in my mind, a window in my mind, maybe I should say. I'm crawling through it here, thinking during the middle of the podcast, this is dangerous. Yeah, we should but, always think in the live mics, because <laughs> nothing bad can happen with that. But we can do it. We can do another one tomorrow. Well, <laughs> it'll be an outtake if I don't like it when I'm done. The parallel here is not everyone got to witness the resurrected Savior. Right. Yeah, that's right. They had to listen to the testimony. Mm -hmm. But what did the Spirit do to back up the testimony? In Acts chapter 2, he came upon the apostles and they spoke in these tongues Tongues. and the the testimony of that went far and wide. So here's a very similar thing. He's doing for these Jewish Christians what he's already been doing regarding the message of the gospel just to begin with. Mm -hmm. No, Mm -hmm. not every vision gets to be given to everybody. Mm -hmm. Not every witness and uh, being able to actually see the resurrected savior goes to everybody, but there's going to be this testimony and then the spirit backs it up with these Mm -hmm. signs and wonders. And that's exactly what has happened here. So we, we see a parallel there. That's very interesting. I'm gonna have to think about that some more. One more thing that I want us to see here though, is that I've used that point about the message that by, by which you and your household will be saved to make a real point in the text about Cornelius and baptism and the Holy Spirit falling on him. Sure. I do want to make a point for us today though. Yeah. And that is, it still takes the message Mm, to save. Yeah. Amen. We've got a message that saves and as we pointed out last week when we were going through Acts chapter 10, the the angel could have given the message right. to Cornelius. Right. He, he had that ability. What did he do, though? Mm-hmm. Send for Peter. Mm-hmm. Send for Peter. God is using us to get that message on. We need to understand, apart from the message, people cannot be saved. We have got to get that message out there. I I, I just need to be reminded of that today. Absolutely. And as we're reading the Word of God, we're uh, filling ourselves with the message and being reminded about precious truths. We'd love to know what you're reading in the Word of God. Maybe you're reading along with Acts, and what are some things you're picking up on? Send us a message about that. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Uh, hopefully you can join us for the podcast tomorrow. But for now, why don't we close out with a word of prayer, Edwin? God in heaven, thank you so much for the message. Thank you for the message of your son, Jesus Christ, of his death on the cross and his resurrection, his death for our salvation, his resurrection to be our king and our ruler. And may we, Father, surrender to him. May we give our allegiance to him, surrendering to him in baptism, following in his footsteps, dying and being buried and resurrected through that means of baptism. And Father, may we not be dissuaded. May we not be confused. May we not be distracted by the doctrines of men that teach other than what your scripture says. And may we be willing to bring the message of Jesus to bear in all its fullness and its completeness. And I pray that for those who are listening, who have not followed in the footsteps of Cornelius to surrender to Jesus Christ through a baptism of repentance in water for the remission of sins. Father, I pray that you would work in their hearts, that you would provide connections and contacts for them that would that would consistently bring that up in their mind, and that folks would surrender to your son, Jesus. Father, we do love you so very much. Thank you for loving us first. Through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. 
You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day. 